Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Across the board, Brown and Taylor's arguments in this case run counter to precedent and principle. On standing, respondents' asserted injury is a complete mismatch for the relief they seek. They claim to want greater loan forgiveness than the plan provides, but they ask this court to hold that the HEROES Act doesn't authorize loan forgiveness at all. A win on that theory would mean that no one could get any HEROES Act relief. Not Brown, who would get nothing for herself, not Taylor, who would lose $10,000, and not any of the millions of borrowers who need this critical relief. Respondents lack standing to seek that result. Parties cannot go to court to make themselves and everyone else worse off. So if that sounds pretty decisive from the get-go, the opening statement of uh, Elizabeth Prelager, she is the Solicitor General for the United States, before the Supreme Court earlier this week on the pair of cases dealing with the Biden loan forgiveness program. Uh, you're right. <laughs> like, and, and, and I know there's a this one. I told you the other day, I, I kind of mentioned it in passing. I said the first one was very easy to understand. You basically had the, um, you know, the states, particularly Missouri and Nebraska, saying that, um, you know, they were going to be harmed by this uh, loan forgiveness program. And the Biden administration didn't have the authority under the HEROES Act to actually do it the way they did it. This case is the, it's one of the weirdest ones that I have ever seen. It really is genuinely strange. What happened is you had one one of the plaintiffs, um, I think it's uh, uh, Brown is one, got nothing under the 20K possible. And then Taylor got half, like got the first 10 but didn't get the um, uh, Pell Grant version, so got half. And what they say is that when the Secretary of Education put together this loan forgiveness plan, they didn't go through what's called public comment. They didn't go through the phase where it's supposed to be heard by the public. People can email. There might be testimony given, whatever. It's supposed to have a time when the rule is announced or the plan is announced, and then people can give their feedback, and that's supposed to make it possible to adapt a plan to circumstances that the people forming the plan hadn't considered. Well, okay, so they didn't go through that. They didn't have public input. And these folks, uh, one of which was a – I think the one was the private – like they had a complete a loan that was not through the federal government at all. And therefore, they weren't eligible for any of this money because the federal government didn't issue the, you know, there's no, there, the, it's not a government issue loan, it's like a bank back loan, okay? And the other one, again, was like they only got part of the eligibility. And so what they're arguing is if we had had a chance to do the public comment, then maybe something could have gone differently. Well, what would, what would have gone differently is they would have persuaded them not to do this plan at all. And they claim, like the first um, court case, they claim that they didn't have the authority at all under the HEROES Act. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the whole thing struck down so that under completely different authority, the Secretary of Education would do a completely different kind of loan forgiveness that would wind up forgiving them maybe $20,000 each. But that's all hypothetical. So 
their argument is that because the Secretary of Education did this massive sweeping program, but it wasn't quite massive and sweeping enough to include them, they claim they should have they this program was illegal. And if this program were illegal, then they would have had a better chance to get the federal government to do a plan that would have included them. If it sounds weird, it is. It's the weirdest thing ever. And and Elizabeth Prelogger explained how weird it is. Several of the Supreme Court justices explained how weird it is. I've Because ne- the problem is you have to show that you're harmed. That's standing, right? You have to show that something the government did hurt you. And in this case, they're not harmed. What they are is missing out on the possibility that they could have been benefited because the federal government did a thing that only benefits other people and not them. Well, that's not harm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, that's a completely tortured definition of harm. They don't have standing. This is a crazy case. To get around that problem, Brown and Taylor gesture at the idea that if the secretary can't act under the HEROES Act, he might consider making an entirely different decision to grant debt relief under the Education Act. But on the merits, respondents are broadly attacking the whole idea of providing loan forgiveness under any executive action. They never explain why they think the secretary could provide broader relief to even more borrowers under the Education Act. And in any event, this court has never endorsed that kind of circuitous route to standing. A plaintiff who isn't injured by agency action can't establish standing by speculating that invalidating that that action might prompt the agency to take an entirely different action under a different statute. It's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and I hate this. I don't, I don't favor this program. I hate it's a little bit strong. I don't think the Biden administration has the authority to do this program. I think this program is a bad idea. I think this program is unfair and unjust and a, a lot of things. But this case is terrible. This, there is no way this case is going to win. I, I mean, I listen, you never, the Supreme Court, you never know what they're going to read. But I would think this is likely to be a 9-0 to with no standing. I, that's how I anticipate this turning out. Oh, oh, by the way, one extra feature of this, it'll, if you're kind of following me so far, and I know it's a little bit difficult, this particular one to follow, um, there's actually part of the HEROES Act says that the Secretary of Education, in implementing emergency remedies for massive uh, events and emergency situations in the U.S., like originally warfare, but then, you know, like big pollution events like that, that cause an area to be um, uh, environmentally adversely affected so that the locals can't operate, can't repay their loans. Like, that's the kind of stuff this is supposed to take care of, and they put COVID in that category. Um Because it's an emergency response, you don't even have to go through the comment period. Like, the thing they're arguing they didn't have a chance to do public comment is specifically not required by the HEROES Act. So they didn't even not follow the procedure properly. It's like it's nuts. And listen, I don't get to say this very often, but um I will I will play the clip because um Sonia Sotomayor, with whom I agree zero percent of the time. I mean, like in controversies. Now, there's a lot of 9-0 rulings in the Supreme Court I would agree with then, but in controversies, I never agree with her. Here's what she said. I'm a, at a loss as to how you have standing. We all are. Because there is no notice and procedure required under the HEROES Act. Exactly. So you did not follow it. The only way you can win is if you strike down this program completely, and that means that you don't get an opportunity to be heard. But nobody else does either. <laughs> yeah. And oh, and also, you know what's weird about this is one of them gets ten grand, one of them gets nothing. If they win, they both get nothing. So 
typically in a legal case, when you win, you get money. In this case, if they win, the plaintiffs lose money on the hopes that maybe a totally different plan would come into place, speculatively, that under which they would get money. So they would walk out the door of the courthouse with a win, having lost money for the plaintiff's side. Isn't it crazy? You as a student, once the, the HEROES Act, your $10,000 student yeah. is going to get nothing. He's not going to get 20000 You strike it down, he gets nothing. Neither does your person who wants something. This is so totally illogical to me that you come into court to say, I want more. I'm going to file a suit to get more, but I know I'm going to get nothing. This is so totally illogical to me. She's not wrong. <laughs> it's nuts. And I will say that the, 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 the snarky side of me, the funny side of me, every time she says it, here's this. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and that's kind of what they're hoping. They're hoping to strike down the plan in order to get a bigger, better, bolder, broader, more wasteful federal plan that would throw out more than 400 billion dollars and we throw out maybe five or six hundred billion dollars and then cover them in the process it, it, okay so i know i've kind of made it obvious where i stand on this but yeah i would 100 percent vote no on this i would vote no on standing no on the merits of both and i frankly would be surprised if they don't lose nine to zero and uh if elizabeth preliger and the government win on this case because um, even she she says you know, it's, it's kind of funny. She got into giving a bunch of different like, you know, loaded language kind of descriptors. She called it a Rube Goldberg machine. She said they were smuggling in, hoping to smuggle in standing. And as she said, they're just hoping for a bank shot. <laughs> it's just it's I, I frankly, I don't know how this case got to the Supreme Court. That's how bad it is. You know, typically the Supreme Court takes up cases where it's, you know, big, important. And I think maybe what happened is the Supreme Court decided to take up the first one, Biden v. Nebraska. And and they thought, well, there's this other one out here. Uh, let's let's do this one, too, because <laughs> they do that sometimes. They pair the cases that are kind of similar, but they don't exactly join them together. So anyway, it's it's a strange case. I'd be stunned if this doesn't lose nine to zero, both on standing and on the merits, although they won't. If it doesn't have standing, they probably won't deal with the merits, although maybe they will. I don't know. 520 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. If you run a business, you need to hear this. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi for ADX Digital. Besides having four great radio stations at ADX Communications, we also have ADX Digital, which is our digital platform to help businesses target customers you want. Your business probably already does social media advertising, and that's great. At ADX Digital, we go beyond the scope of social media. We can turn your business's social media post into an ad that looks just like your post, but we deliver it to thousands of websites and apps based on your target customers using strategies like our online and offline behaviors, keywords, AI, and more. Let our team show you all the different products. We help businesses each day, just like yours. From geofencing your competitors, retargeting, targeting or native display, or running video commercials or connected TVs, take the time to call 850-262-6000 and get all the information you need to make 2023 a great year for your business. Call 850-262-6000 or go to adxdigitalmarketing.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, 
consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. More than ever, we are reimagining our homes as places of retreat. We're minimizing stress and maximizing space. We're dreaming of spa-like bathrooms, complete with beautiful vanities to hide the clutter and make room for candles. We're wishing we could de-stress in a soaking tub or under a rainfall shower at the end of a long day. Make this the year that dream becomes your reality with Home Outlet. Our guaranteed lowest prices put quality products within budget and dream spaces within reach. Visit us in-store or online at homeoutlet.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I love it when a plan comes together. Good morning, 524, News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It's great to have you with us this morning. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Well, the U.S. is hosting war planning exercises for Ukrainian military military leaders in Germany. American milita- military officials said yesterday those war games are designed to help those leaders think through upcoming battlefield decisions in their uh, battle against Russia. Two Kansas men have been arrested. Yesterday, they were charged with scheming to sell aviation equipment to Russia. Federal prosecutors say the men tried to send aviation-related equipment to Russia days after uh, troops invaded Ukraine last year. They're accused of shipping that equipment there through Armenia and Cyprus without a license. And uh, the Colombian government now moving 70 hippos that were owned by late drug lord Carlos Escobar to zoos in Mexico and India. Escobar apparently used his enormous cocaine fortune to set up a private zoo on his 7,000-acre estate. Initially, he had four hippos. After he died, uh, the hippos just roamed around and multiplied, and more than 80 of them are still living there now. Wow. You know, so uh, like hippos then, okay? You know, I've, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know the hippos were so friend, frisky, you know? I so, didn't know that either. Wow. Good for them, though. You know, Maybe I it guess. was cocaine. <laughs> Under normal, cir- does that. <laughs> under normal circumstances in a similar situation, it would have been seven hippos with the with cocaine enhancements. Eighty. You there know? you go. <laughs> You've heard of cocaine bear, now cocaine now, co- hippo. Cocaine yeah. hippo, that's right. Yes. Oh, oh, and what was the, they're it, making meth alligator. They are making meth alligator, for <laughs> real. Making a movie, meth alligator. The, nice. day, the, day, the day after we covered that story, yeah. not because of, but I you know, we were you making- I hope you get credit, David We, we were making the joke about the sequel's going to be meth, meth alligator, and then sure enough- 
they announced somebody a different studio announced or whatever that they're actually making. They must it. have been listening to the podcast. Yeah, Congratulations, yeah. guys! I what hope a time you both to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Oh my God, so true. Oh man, four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. In case you didn't watch yesterday, from the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Jeopardy. Today's contestants are a sophomore from Pensacola, Florida in the 2018 teen tournament. She's now a college junior majoring in international studies and art history at the University of West Florida. Say hello to Maggie Brown. Yay, Maggie Brown, who's from Tate, and she she competed previously, and uh, her sister's been on, what, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something? So, the you know, she was like the... Salutatorian, her sister was a valedictorian. I mean, they both have like you never want to play Trivial Pursuit at that family Christmas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, oh we, no, you guys go ahead. We need a sixth for Trivial Pursuit. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. So uh, you know, she gets up there, and um, by the way, the guy that she was playing against, the middle guy, Caleb. Caleb. Um, mocking a little bit, but yeah, um, he was really cleaning up. In fact, by the time she got a chance to even give her first answer. He already had ten thousand dollars. The uh, other gal, um, Hannah, had six hundred, and so you know it wasn't going that well. D minus work for eight hundred, please. And, and by the way, the category D minus work is where they'd give you a description, and the answer would be a word that has a D, and then if you take away the D, the second word has the meaning. So it's two words, one with and one without a D, that mm-hmm. answer. Just category is a little bit confusing. Crushed up paper into a ball loses a D and means walked through water up to the knees. Hannah, what is weighed and weighted and wad? No, too much time. Maggie, what is weighed and wad? No. Caleb, what is wadded and weighted? That's it. I mean, it's a hard one. It really is. Yeah. Out 800. She was right. She she was close, but she didn't quite have it right. <laughs> she was right um, to me. Because wadded has two Ds and no, weighted has one D. Well, three says and two, wadded. I guess, actually. Anyway, um, so she went down 800 in that answer. And it didn't get better for her, unfortunately. The Basically, the rest of the show, I think she had uh, maybe two right answers in the show and several ne- you know, not correct answers. And so in the end, uh, unfortunately, she didn't even get eligibility for Final Jeopardy because she wound up being down 1,600. And uh, he, the Caleb dude, had 23,000. And uh, the second place girl had uh, 9,000 at that time. So... Bit of a rough day for Maggie, which is sad, because I always want people to have fun and do well. She took a $5,000, so I'm not going to be too sad for her. Yeah, you know, that's, that's great. That's pretty though. nice. Wow. Um, but well, yeah, no, I was really... but I hate Blossom now. Yeah. <laughs> right. How dare you? How dare you? So, uh, I don't Man, know. I, you know, I think great, a lot of though. people, we, cool. we had promoted this. I know, you know, Channel yeah. 3 and PNJ had promoted this. We were all looking forward to watching her do so well, and then... Look, sometimes she it's still not your day. did well. My God, yeah, she's so, on Jeopardy. That's right. the hard one too. So good for you. Oh yeah, man. that's no. awesome. And and I will tell you, yeah. you know, armchair playing Jeopardy is not playing Jeopardy in real life. No, it's <laughs> not. Because the college one is always the toughest. It is. It is. It is. The college kids are like crazy. Unless you're up against like James Holtower or something, the college kids are really really sharp. Uh, and you know, my boys, whenever I watch Jeopardy, I'm giving it. They're like, "Why don't you go on Jeopardy?" I'm like, "Oh no, sir. <laughs> I feel pretty good about myself at home. I would feel very bad about myself." there on the screen and 
Honestly, it it's, does, it's different when it, cameras it is are in totally your face. Different yeah, when you're it right totally there is. You're working the buzzer. You're just mm-hmm. all of it. It's it, anyway. So um, we're really proud of you, Maggie. Even though you didn't do very well, you were up against an incredibly hard player, and I, that's you know the bad luck of the draw. Five, so five thirty here on News Radio ninety two three. Uh, coming up this morning, of course, at six twenty and eight twenty. In case you have never listened to it, the Transgressors Memorial Service, where we go through things that have been canceled this week, and I play the part of a woke pastor eulogizing ish and explaining wokeism as we talk about these things that have to go away because they're uh, unacceptable and offensive. Uh, David Wayne, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? FPL's filed a plan to reduce customer bills now. We'll have more on that right after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Alec Murnau is being sentenced this morning for the murders of his wife and son. Judge Clifton Newman telling the jury... You all have no role in that because that's solely up to the judge. Less than three hours of deliberations to come to a verdict. Murdoch faces 30 years to life in prison. Prosecutors have not pursued the death penalty in the case. New York Republican George Santos is officially under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. The investigation will look into whether Santos participated in anything unlawful related to his 2022 congressional campaign, whether the congressman was honest on financial forms, if he violated conflict of interest laws and sexual misconduct allegations. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, Congressman Santos, has admitted lying about his background and resume and says he is cooperating with this investigation. A new state law in Tennessee bans drag shows on public property or where they might be seen by by anyone not an adult. It's also the latest state to ban transgender-related health care for minors. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 531 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. 75 degrees this morning in Pensacola, Florida. Power and Light has now filed a plan that would at least partially offset an earlier proposal to increase customer bills starting next month. FPL filed a plan this week to reduce customer fuel charges starting in May. Now, this comes after FPL filed a plan in January that would increase bills to recover $1.3 billion in damages from Hurricane Ian and Nicole. Uh, The proposed reduction now would lower fuel charges on a typical customer's bill by about $4.43 per month. Well, hundreds of customers at a local buy-here-pay-here car dealership aren't sure exactly how to make their payments now. American Car Center suddenly closed up shop this week. Former car salesman Kim Thompson had worked there for about a year and a half. She got an email just this week saying everybody that works there is being laid off. So I came in all excited, wanted to hit my bonuses. I'm here to sell cars, do my thing, help people. Uh, The company reportedly lost its financial backing and just isn't able to finance new vehicles anymore. But now existing customers say they're not really sure how to make their payments. Online and phone systems are no longer working. One local attorney tells Channel 3 that customers uh, that aren't able to make payments because of the company closing just need to keep records of how they attempted to pay. Uh, Usually, she says, another finance company will step in and take over those payments eventually. A suspect was shot and killed by a Baldwin County deputy around Robertsdale yesterday. This happened at a home on Highway 90. Uh, Initially, there was a complaint about vandalism. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says their deputies responded, contacted a suspect uh, who was uncooperative, retreated into his home. A while later, that suspect came back out and deputies say charged at them with a knife. They tried to use a taser that was ineffective. Uh, so a deputy ended up shooting the man. He died at the scene. 5.33 right now. It's News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast.
Good morning. I'm good. That's not it. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We're going to be seeing some showers and thunderstorms throughout the morning hours. 50% chance of rain through the first part of the day. High near 79 degrees for your afternoon. And then temperatures drop overnight into the 50s, 57 degrees for your low. For Saturday, sunshine will return to the region. We are going to be seeing a high near 76 degrees. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 55. Beautiful weather Sunday with plenty of sunshine, high near 75 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the W. EAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. Right now, 75 in Pensacola, 74 in Gulf Breeze, and 74 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. Monday morning at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel, get better help with scientifically proven technology that's not going to the gym. Diet supplements, pharmaceuticals, or medical treatment. Hear how OsteoStrong helps many improve bone density, posture, balance, athletic performance, and less joint and back pain. Find out more Monday morning at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Morning 537 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's been cold morning news. Gonna be 80 today, so you know, warm again. Uh, yesterday we had a chance to talk to uh, Wes Moreno, the uh, county administrator for Escambia County. Bunch of things on the agenda last night. Two quick meetings. The morning agenda review was like 35 minutes, and then the night meeting was like 45 minutes. Crazy, super fast. Um, efficient, which is good. There was no real controversy, so not surprising. Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. 
Hey, good morning, Andrew. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Uh, let's talk about some of the, I think, kind of good news notes that are on the agenda for today. One is a memorandum of understanding between the county and United Way of uh, West Florida, because uh, this has to do with the handling of the 988 calls for suicide prevention, right? Because you all handle 911 and they handle 211. What's this MOU about? So this MOU uh, works both ways. If they encounter, if you, they being United Way, running 211 and 988, if they encounter someone that seems to be in an immediate risk uh, uh, of doing harm, or they will not, no, they will notify 911, and we will send response and in, 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 uh, as needed. And then if we encounter someone through 911 that uh, really just wants counseling and needs some counseling. They don't they don't really seem like they're at immediate risk of doing harm to themselves, but they need some, some mental health counseling. We, in turn, will notify uh, 211 and 988 and so they can get some of that counseling. That, that's just smart. <laughs> I mean, that is just smart uh, <laughs> to properly handle and triage, essentially, the needs. If they think it's an emergency, send them to you. If you feel like it's not an emergency, but they do need some help, send them to them so that the people who are in need get the right level of help that they really do need. That's fantastic. We've also got a thing on here where um, you're going to be hiring an e- a fleet preventative maintainer and a fleet manager, I think largely to handle EMS vehicles, uh, which is, I, I love the idea of hiring people to take care of the maintenance because we know it's an aged fleet, but also you're buying four uh, Ford F-250s to, I think, work on the EMS core project for the opioid uh, treatment. Is that is that, do I have that right? Yeah, that's correct. It, uh, so some months ago, uh, some meetings back, uh, the board authorized us to, to order some vehicles, get in the queue and order some vehicles because Ford and some of these other the big the big uh, motor companies were only going to order the uh, open their portal for like four hours, ah. and you had to work work to to get on to get in the queue. And some of them we, we made it, some of them we didn't. These are some that some one some four that didn't make it. So we began looking, and Moria Ford has four of these trucks just like we wanted, and we're able to buy them actually at about a thousand dollars cheaper per truck uh, than the state contract that we were going to be buying off of. So it's, it's working out well for us. Uh, EMS has the funding, and uh, so that that'll be good for us. We're, we're, they're on the ground; they already have our name on them. And we'll be able to take ownership of them immediately and not have to wait, you know, a year out for, for delivery. So that's going to help us. And the EVT and, and the lead, uh, lead techs there, or the mechanics, we've already saved about $10,000, no, about $7,000 just by putting this in, in place. Uh, we had a truck that needed some repair. Uh, traditionally, what we would have done is send it to Ford, and we would have had to wait three weeks for them to even look at it, probably. Yeah. And then the estimate they gave us was fourteen thousand dollars. We were able to perform the work in house for about six thousand dollars. So, uh, and we're going to we, we're going to realize this savings uh, being able to do this work in house instead of contracting it out. And I think it's we're going to save quite a bit of money uh, through this endeavor. Is there any chance those same uh, skills might be used on the Escambia County Fire Rescue Fleet? <laughs> uh, we, absolutely we are Good. we are we we you know we, we created uh some ebt positions uh that's how we got started was for the fire fleet good and so we we are working on fire fleet in-house and now we, we will be working more uh, on EMS fleet in-house. Outstanding. Uh, another thing that I think is a good news note is, I guess uh, HCA Florida West has got some buildings that they're going to 
tear down, but they're going to let uh, fire rescue train on them first. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They're going to let us come in, uh, you know, training and training a building that you're not familiar with, uh, you know, search and rescue. Uh, and they'll be knocking out windows, walls, and doing all the training, the types of things they do through these trainings. But doing it in a building that you're not familiar with is, is a, a benefit for us. And so that's, uh, that's what this MOU will do. And I remember we did that in the uh, the strip mall that came down finally near the jail at Fairfield and Pace. And the same thing, you know, that's just, that's just good training use uh, of something that's going to go away anyway. You know, I, I wandered into um, an unpleasant situation the other day. I was driving past uh, Florida West High School, the old Woodham High School on Burgess Road, and I forgot what time of day it was, and I got there right at let out. I mean, it was like 3.30 or whatever the time is, it's 3 o'clock, and I, you know, I'm like, why is all this? T- oh, <laughs> you know, I had one of those moments. It was utter chaos, and I don't just mean because it was a lot of cars, which is true of all the schools that drop off and let out, but this was like... All, the parents are parked on the south side of Burgess waiting for their kids to just cross the street wherever they happen to cross it. There's dozens of kids walking through traffic, hoping the cars don't hit them. Same thing over there on Oakfield where we built the new sidewalks. By the way, they look great. Um, but the uh, the kids are crossing there because they go over to where that church kind of strip mall is and their parents park there. Is Look, I know you can't fix everything. I know every school is a special catastrophe at drop-off and let-off, but this seems really, really unsafe for those students. Is there anything the county can do? So we, you know, we're statutorily, we were responsible to do the the flashing beacons, establish the school zones, and and those sorts of things. Uh, The queuing is that as far as the kids being dropped off, it's been a problem, and it gets bigger with the more you know, the, with the growth that we've experienced. Uh, it has certainly gotten more challenging. So we will work with individual schools. Uh, most recently, uh, Jim Allen Elementary, uh, we put some signage up advising that you know, during certain times, maybe you want to take it. There's Neil Road just a little bit north of Jim Allen. Maybe you want to not veer off on 95A, but just continue on 29 and turn on Neil Road. So we, do, we encourage signing. We put some milled asphalt down on the shoulders uh, where they were being beat out to make it a little a little more safe. And then, uh, you know, up, even up in Burnville, in the north end of the county, we put some paved shoulders there in front of that school up there at Burnville. And then uh, we, I know he, even my neighborhood, I, I live close to Gill Elementary, and, you know, the school has recently rerouted their queuing of how they uh, – drop off because the way they were doing it, everybody that was coming out of my neighborhood trying to get to Mobile Highway, it was just chaos in the mornings. Yeah. And it's better, but on Helms Road and such, you know, it backs up significantly. It, it is uh, it is a challenge. Uh, it's it a set the school board's facing, and when we try to help where we can. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I guess without the best advice, I would say if you don't have to go through there, at those times of the day, you know, find an alternate route uh, because it can be chaotic. And, and you're right, it can be a, a little concerning uh, for the safety of the kids crossing. I mean, even at 20 miles road, an hour when people know. are, yeah, when people are doing the speed, it's it's just, I mean, I was horrified, frankly. I was horrified to see all these kids walking through traffic, basically, because the cars are trying to get to where they're going and the kids are trying to get to where they're going. And it's, uh, it's a mess. I don't know how bad some of the other high schools are, but I know that one is really, really, really bad. Um, I think you had some engineering notes you wanted to share. Is that right? Yeah, uh, some engineering fun facts. These are funding for active projects, different types of projects. This is active projects that are funded. So we have 
For drainage, we have about $36.8 million in active projects and dirt road paving. We have about $2.3 million. Resurfacing is a $13.8 million. Bridge projects is about $6.7 million. Transportation projects is about $12.1 million. Uh, our grants that we've brought in is, is about $12 million. And sidewalk projects is uh, about $7.3 million. And the total is $91,046,307 of active projects being managed by engineering at the moment. And that's, that is pretty significant. That is, that is really getting after it, I'll be honest with you. That's setting the bar pretty high. And that's uh, Joy Blackman, the rehire, is uh, still is in charge of all that stuff. Is that right? And, uh, that, that, that is Joy Blackman. I'm extremely proud of those guys over there. You know, it's, it's the kind of work that doesn't get a lot of attention. I mean, the projects do, but the work that it takes to bring a project to fruition with design and permitting and then signing the funding and then actually managing the construction, it, it's a, it is a job. It is, it is, it is a full-time, uh, high-stress at times job and they do a fantastic they're, they're fantastic over there well i love hearing the good news and i love hearing uh, you know the boss give attaboys to the department that's very good stuff west moreno uh the meeting today we got the agenda review this morning then we got the uh, meeting this afternoon uh as always west uh, escambia county administrator thanks so much for the time thanks for what you do and uh, we'll talk to you again next week all right. We'll see you, Andrew. Thank you. You bet. 547 here on News Radio 92.3. I think most everything on the agenda. Pa- I, I didn't get a chance to watch the night meeting, but being so short and likely not controversy, I think everything just passed pretty easily. Uh, and the only real conversation they had about anything in the morning session was over OLF 8, where um, they seemed to want to tinker with some of the agreements in the master plan. Uh, so kind of, you know, watch your back pocket <laughs> is how this is going to work because uh, under the guise of necessary changes to the master plan in order to accommodate the creation of infrastructure, you might see more of a shift towards uh, some of the things that, for example, Commissioner Bergosh and Commissioner Barry uh, think should be done at OLFA as opposed to the agreement that had been hammered out on that before. This is a to-be-seen, right? We'll have to see you know, what actually happens. Uh, meanwhile, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. And you know, part of the reason is because the benefit you get with Frontier is, you know how when you buy a car brand new and then you own it for a year, it's like you know, one year used. Well, that's the car you would buy from Frontier. <laughs> like, you get it without having to go through the loss of depreciation. You know, somebody else paid that new car price, and then what you do is you get to enjoy the car for the rest of its life if you want. Like, that's how we buy cars, right? We buy them relatively new, and then we just drive them for forever. So anyway, uh, when it comes to Frontier, you get one, two, three-year-old cars that are in great condition, low miles and good prices. And, um, you know, part of the thing about Frontier is, of course, they sell great cars, and they sell a lot of them, about 150 to 200 cars every single month. The flip side of that is they have to buy about 150 to 200 cars and trucks and vans and SUVs every single month. Well, they can buy them from auctions. They do that. Ours came from an auction. They can get them off, uh, you know, lease programs and corporations, things like that. That happens too. Uh, And they can buy them from you. So if you've got a good quality used vehicle, then uh, you can sell it to them very easily in about 15 minutes. Just take it over. They'll give you a price. And if you want to get a little bit more and you don't mind waiting a little bit longer, you can consignment sell it with them. They just need the inventory and you want to sell the car, right? Easy peasy. Either way. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here, Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource centers, parks, recreation programs, and the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play, Pensacola. Tune in this morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Guard Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. And you can dance. For inspiration. There's something extra satisfying when I hear David through the wall and the glass repeating the sound clips along with them. (laughs) That just makes me extra happy. Like, we really nailed it with that one. All right, 552 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay at Spence Cola Morning News. David Wayne in the newsroom, nipping it in the bud. I am nipping it in the bud this morning. A new bill passed by the Florida State Senate would now make it easier for people to sue the news media for defamation. Uh, Like a similar bill that was recently passed in the Florida House, the new bill presumes any information from an anonymous source is false and would prevent journalists who are sued from shielding the identity of sources. Hey, just a quick question. Um, It's through committee. It's not through the actual body of the Senate or the House because they're not in session yet, right? Uh, Right. Okay. It's just it's just pending a review or pending vote in the Senate. Okay, good. I just wanted to check. Uh, And Ford restarting production of its electric F-150 lightning trucks. Uh, March 13th, this is weeks after they had some battery issues caused one of the trucks to catch fire. The February 4th fire broke out during a quality check while the vehicle was charging. Uh, The automaker says the delay is also going to give them time to stock up on more batteries. And uh, the the Federal Reserve apparently still doing a lot of these virtual meetings. Well, one had to be canceled yesterday. Uh, It was a virtual event with Fed Governor Christopher Waller. Apparently it was hijacked with a porn bomb. A what now? A porn bomb. So apparently a reporter... A reporter. (laughs) More details, please. A reporter who was on this Zoom call said a few minutes into the event, uh, or right before it was scheduled to begin, somebody by the screen name of Dan started displaying graphic pornographic images to the Zoom call. Okay. Uh, apparently the, uh, what they're saying happened is, uh, one of the 
the switches that keeps people muted or keeps, you know, people that are just watching the event from broadcasting yeah, yeah. onto it. Apparently that wasn't set right, so somebody was... Whatever they were watching Whoops. on their other screen just started getting projected to uh, everyone. Oh, so this on the wasn't like a hack disruption. This was a dude's watching stuff during the meeting and somehow right. his screen got shared. Right. Apparently he wasn't all that <laughs> invested in what was happening at the meeting, you know? Or very invested. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. For I just wanted update. to say a good one. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, thank you, David. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you just assume that when you're on a Zoom call or whatever, that whatever you have going on on your screen is your screen. <laughs> well, Zoom is like such a new technology. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is but, and when right. we did COVID, uh, did COVID. You're right. We did some COVID for two years. But when I was uh, at Cat Country, we had to Zoom from yeah, home. Okay, right, and, yeah. You know, and that's how he would get us on the air. He would Zoom me in. And you know, they have those backgrounds. Yep, yep. If we don't wear pants in the house and like <laughs> it, i didn't you know what i mean i thought the background kind of covered it and it uh-huh. was like he's like you got to wear pants and we were both like oh my gosh <laughs> that's awesome i know not, that was, that was people, not a big joy for brent lots of people had background <laughs> events yeah during covid that was Zoom. the least yeah, of mine that's, that's, <laughs> that sounds way worse yeah right. i know four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty oh um hershey's you know the candy company i do uh, hershey's has um Out been celebrating the international day of the woman okay and it's actually kind of cute for whatever reason it never clicked with me but her she oh. is kind of like the perfect woman celebrate candy yeah you know, that's where also, they got the name also it's chocolate you know so it's like kind of the all around hershey yeah, yeah no, right. no 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 i get it um but a little bit of controversy well i've been celebrating one of the people being celebrated in their like wrappers and things that they're putting special on for you know Day of the Woman or whatever uh, was a Hershey that did not begin life as a Hershey. My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada. Uh. That's a man. <laughs> just like that's, you know, this is what they're getting criticized for is you're celebrating womanhood by featuring uh somebody that wanted to be a woman so bad they yeah, paid for an operation. Right. That's okay. So, uh this this person uh is uh featuring uh, a trans woman, Faye Johnstone, uh who is noted as a ready? You 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 think we make some of this stuff up? I don't make this stuff up. A 2SLGBTQUIA plus advocate. See, when I say, when I say, I kid you not, when I say acronym people, I'm just trying to save myself time, okay? I'm not, I'm just, I don't know what the acronym is anymore. 2SLGBTQUIA plus advocate. By the way, let me say, this is not in this week's transgressions, but it may make a future one. Um, I actually agree. I actually agree with Faye in that LGBTQ is a is a problematic acronym string. For example, it always puts the L's first. Why should the L's always get to be first? That's I mean seriously, you know, emphasis is, is position is priority is power. Um, but also, uh, you know, B is a problem because now it's P like polysexual is the new term, not bisexual. Bisexual is kind of limiting. I'm just like there are problems in the acronym string, even for people who believe the acronym string is the thing that we ought to be advocating for. So uh, lots of people have weighed in on this and, you know, said how inappropriate it is that you're actually giving a position of power and prominence in a woman oriented day to somebody who's not a woman. You're um, actually canceling women by replacing them with former men. Kind of the same thing you get with uh, born males who compete as women. 
in, for example, college sports, that you're really displacing women out of sports is kind of the argument there. But uh, just a FYI, you know, that the her, she is her, she, former he. Uh, 557 on News Radio. Oh, since we're in this vicinity, I, I don't. I'm still eating chocolate. That's fine. Oh, you know, yeah, no problem. Enjoy <laughs> it. Right, um, I have avoided this topic. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those things, like, it's very unpleasant to talk about, but it just is, okay? And so you know that in the conversation about sexuality, the uh, part of that conversation has always been slippery slope questions, right? If you allow this, then you're going to allow this. And if you allow that, then you're going to have to allow that. And, um, you know, way back when we were talking about decriminalizing sodomy, which is the Texas v. Lawrence case, uh, Scalia said, you know, eventually you're going to have to allow gay marriage. People laughed, lo and behold, okay? Um, well, you know, what's sort of the next frontier, right? And we've talked before about things like people who are in love with bridges, you know, infrastructure. Love. Um, we've talked about, you know, some people bring up questions about children. Uh, some people bring up questions about polyamory, you know, multiple partners, and all that kind of stuff. Well, we now have um, a new animal welfare law that is going into place that, uh, where was the location on this? All of a sudden, I, I just don't have it right in my show prep. I want to say it's Germany, but I don't think it was Germany. Oh, Spain, that's right. Uh, they are decriminalizing sexual relations with animals. So long as there's no physical harm to the animal that needs a veterinary visit. Not a kid, not a joke, not an exaggeration. That's genuinely a part of one of the new laws that Spain is putting into place. So, uh, there's, a, there's a flip side note that Germany recently took the question up legally of whether you have a right to sexual self-determination that would include animals, and they ruled no, it doesn't actually violate that right. So there's a little bit of pushback on Europe, but the Europeans are not 100% in agreement about this topic. Your home for Dave Ramsey. Weekdays 1 to 4 is News Radio 92.3.